This is The Jerry Callahan Show. something unusual, something I don't think I've ever done before as we begin on this Monday morning. I have to give Ironhead credit. He's uh, playing hurt. He's showing up with a heavy heart today. He had a death in the family. And it involves his uh, pit bull, Fudd. Now, it's not the death that I was expecting. It <laughs> Fudd did not, in fact, eat his two-year-old. Um, that that might have happened uh, I still think uh, it was dangerous to have that killing machine in your home with your young children, but you don't have to worry about that anymore. Ironhead Fudd is no longer with us. I'm sorry. My condolences, even though I think you're a bad parent for having a pit bull around your kid. Uh. It is tough to lose a member of the family. And I know you love Fudd. And he was only seven. Yeah, he was only seven. Had uh, seven years old, and you had to put poor Fud down. Tell me what happened. Um, I went away with my wife over the weekend. Um, our birthdays were um, like a couple weeks ago, so we booked a trip and we came back. And she noticed he looked bloated, and we immediately thought it was bloat, which is not good. Like that would kill a dog anyway. So we took him to the vet, and it turns out he had really aggressive liver cancer, and wow, couldn't even take him home. And that was it. You took him into the vet for bloating and they told you it's over and you had to his, get the shot. Yeah. His abs were filling with liquid and he was in like uh, a ton of pain. So we couldn't do it. Even though I wanted you know, to take him home for one more day, they didn't think he would make it I, till tomorrow. I don't, you know, I know you don't want to hear this, but it's probably a good thing. Now you don't have to worry about him killing your two year old. That's uh that's, uh, no longer a problem. That was, was when you when you said you left your kids alone with the dog. Was there anyone else there? Or was it just your two kids and the dog? Yeah, my kids were with my parents. My uh, mother in law kid, was watching the dog. The mother in law was watching the dog, yeah. and the dog is is gone. Just sit. That's it. It's over. It's over. Fud is no longer with us. That is tough. Yeah. As I've said, you know, I don't think you should have a pit bull around your kids, but uh, I'm sure they grew attached to Fud. Oh, I yeah. know you grew attached to Fud. There's nothing worse. I shouldn't say there's nothing. Few things worse than uh, putting a dog down. As you know, I just did it a few months ago. Mm -hmm. But my dog, Toby, was 15. Right. It was time. He had a good long run. That is tough. Yeah. Seven. Now I'm going to insist that when you look for another dog, you get a mutt. It's the only dog anybody should get. There's plenty of mutts out there. Though it'll cost you 300 bucks. It'll love you forever. I think these mutts that you rescue, know you rescue them. They have a sense of gratitude in their hearts and they love you forever. So when the time comes, you talk to me, okay? I will. I told you. My wife works with a, a great um, agency called Great Dog Rescue. They get dogs every week from Tennessee, put them up for adoption. You can get on their website. I think it's greatgdne.com or org. I'll check it. And you could see the dogs. You could see, and you can, and you'll, and you'll look at them. You say, "Look at that one. That looks perfect." And then you'll find a dog, and your kids will will love it, and it will not kill your kids. You'll never even have to worry about it killing your kids. Just get a mutt. I was, I wasn't worried at all, actually, about that. I feel, I feel terrible though. My son keeps asking where he's at, and we keep telling him the truth. And um, it, it hasn't registered that he's dead. No. Once we told him that uh, we were cremating him, and he was coming back, he goes, "Oh, Fud's going to be real little." I was like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so you're getting the ashes? Yeah. See, yeah. I wanted no part of that. I did not want ashes on the on the mantle. It just seemed too much yeah. for a dog. I said, no, it's a dog. That's it. We're done. We have nice pictures. We have photographs. We haven't thrown the bowl away yet. We still have his dog bowl in the kitchen. We can't uh, bring ourselves to throw it away. It is an adjustment, though. There's certain things. There's lots of things where, where it makes life easier. You don't have to worry about when you go away for the weekend. You don't have to take them out in the rain and the snow. But there's other things that uh, make it tough, like uh, you can't drop food on the floor anymore. No. You just leave it. You actually have to clean up. I'll be sitting there, and I'll drop a you know, potato chip on the floor, and I'll be, I'll be thinking, I haven't had to pick up a chip in 15 years. That was Toby's job. Right. And uh, now you gotta you got to do that. I, where I live, I no longer talk to anybody. I don't talk to my neighbors. The only time I talked to my neighbors when I was taking my dog out, that was the, the time we bonded. Now I have no dog. So I live like a hermit and I don't talk to anybody. It's, it's great. So 
there are advantages and disadvantages, but that is tough on your kids and your wife and you. That is, it, it sucks, especially a dog in his prime. Yep. You know what you don't have to deal with? You don't have to deal with the dog growing old and not being able to get up the stairs. And you don't have to go through that, which is kind of tough. Uh, maybe next time. I, I'm telling you, you get mutt, you get a mutt, it'll live to be 15. I, pro- I guarantee it. All right. Money back guarantee. You get a mutt. <laughs> It'll be with you until your kids are off to college yeah. or to uh, off to war in Ukraine or wherever <laughs> they're going to go yeah. when they're adults. But yeah. that's good. You know what? I once worked with a guy. He was uh, my partner on the radio and uh, he didn't show up one day. And we were like, well, you know, sick or whatever. He says, no, my dog died. And I said, you took a day off because your dog died. And uh, later on, I kind of felt bad because, uh, I almost took a day off. My dog died at five in the morning and I was here with you at uh, 10 in the morning. Um, but uh, I, I have my father's voice in my ear saying, what is wrong with you? You don't take a day off when your dog dies. Yeah. My, my father didn't even take days off when he had kids. He, he used to tell the story <laughs> of my, they, when I was born, I think it was like two in the afternoon and uh, he got a call at work. Yeah. You got a, you, you, your wife had a boy. He had to finish his shift. He didn't get to go. He didn't get to go to the hospital till six o'clock that night. You didn't even get to leave work early back in the day when you had a baby. Now, now people take, you know, now uh, Pete Buttigieg adopts a baby and takes six months off for maternity leave. Boy, times have changed and I'm not sure they've changed for the better. But uh, speaking of times changing Man, this transgender issue, this debate about whether we should be lopping off the healthy body parts of confused young children, this is coming to a head, and I welcome it. I've, I've thought this for years now, that the only way that they get away with this is by keeping it in the shadows. And we had this discussion, we talked about this with our friend Billboard Chris when he came to Boston and held a protest outside Boston Children's Hospital one of the most respected hospitals in the world. And they're doing these surgeries on children. They denied it, but then Chris and others uh, found videos where they actually talk about double mastectomies on 15 year old girls who are, who are tomboys who, you know, don't like wearing pink or playing with Barbies. So they put on this path to uh, changing their gender. When this all comes to light and it's coming, it's coming fast. I think it's going to wake a lot of people up and it's going to be a big issue in the campaign, particularly if DeSantis is a nominee. I know Trump doesn't care much about it, but DeSantis does. He's the culture warrior in the, in, in the race and it'll help him because the suburban women, suburban white women who uh, hate Trump and uh, I know he won women, uh, but it was close. It should not have been close. Uh, because there are so many suburban white women that just have this visceral dislike of Donald Trump. They're catching on to this. They're hearing these stories. They're, they're thinking about it. It's, beca- it's come to the forefront as an issue, and it's a winning issue for Republicans. No honest person could say that they think a child should, have a, should get a sex change operation, should be permanently uh, sterile sterilized, castrated, put on uh, drugs to change their sex, which they cannot do. And the, the kids obviously have issues. The kids have, have, have mental issues, have emotional issues. And the answer in too many cases, in, in every case, is not changing their sex. It's certainly not surgery. And I think people just kind of said, yeah, well, it's, a, you know, it's what they do. Let the doctors handle it. The parents handle it. And when they stop and think about it, they say, this is madness. This is absolute madness. Let the girl be a tomboy. Let the boy be a little feminine. Let them grow up. Let them be gay. As Billboard Chris always says, nothing wrong with being gay. Why do you want to put them on drugs? Why do you want to operate on them? It's just insane. And I think people are waking up. We have a great uh, uh, rant from Megan Kelly, who is, she, she personifies that person I was just talking about. She is it. She's a middle-aged white woman who used to think, yeah, what's the harm? I'll use the pronouns. I'll, I'll, you know, let the boy play girl sports and just kind of, you know, 
uh, passively go along with it. No more. People like that are waking up. And we have the uh, the uh, results from the weekend of, of uh, What is a Woman? The Matt Walsh documentary, which is which was posted on Twitter after a fight with some... Uh, some of the leftovers from the previous Twitter administration that tried to stop it, tried to label it hate speech. Elon Musk stepped up and not only took the warnings off and offered it for free. And now the total views on Twitter is a staggering 170 million views. It makes it the most watched documentary uh, of the year. And it will be one of the most watched documentaries of all time. Thanks to Elon Musk and Twitter and Daily Wire, um, but now Musk is a is public enemy number one to the trans mob because he came out forcefully against castrating kids, and uh, lots of people are waking up. States across the country, I believe, we're up to sixteen or eighteen states who passed laws. Uh, which you know, the media will label anti-trans that don't allow children to play sports. No, they don't allow boys to play girls sports. They don't allow boys in the girls bathroom. They, and they don't allow these ghouls surgeons to perform unnecessary surgery on children, uh, deeming them uh, sterile for life, just destroying their bodies. And they'll lie and say, if you don't cut the kids, you know, private parts off. He'll kill himself. That's absurd on its face that you're going to somehow make him healthy, make him right mentally by destroying his uh, sexual organs and his potential sex life and, and making him make it impossible for him to reproduce. Oh yeah, that'll help. He'll feel much better. He'll just tip. He'll be tip top. The, the argument they make is insane. It's incoherent. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. And the only thing they had going for them is people just kind of stood. They didn't want to see. Just go over there in the shadows and do your thing. I think people are waking up to it. And this weekend was a, or this week, the last week, I think was a pivotal moment. We'll have all the details on that too. It's remarkable. And that unbelievable Megan Kelly rant. It's long, but uh, Ironhead cut it up and we got a couple of great, uh, riffs from Megan Kelly, who has a, a pretty big reach. I mean, she's got a show, a uh, show on Sirius. She's got a podcast. She reaches a million people a day. I think this is going to go places. This is uh, things are changing under our feet, and the, and the smart Republicans, and I'd put DeSantis in there. I'm not sure about Trump, are going to make it an issue in the debates on the campaign trail, and there is no argument against. Uh, there is no argument for doing these these awful ghoulish things to children. It's over. They've they've operated in you know in 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 the dark for too long. It's over, and that is a wonderful thing. We'll get to Trump, by the way, and his big gaffe over the weekend, congratulating Kim Jong Un <laughs> for being uh, selected to be on the board or whatever it is of the WHO. Just a dumb move on Trump's part. And all the other candidates jumped on it. But uh, we have to start with the the most pathetic, the most embarrassing, the most humiliating interview. I think I've, I don't remember. I was trying to think of another time where I was this embarrassed for an interviewer. Jen Psaki, who used to be a, uh, the official liar of the Trump, um, of the Biden administration. She was the press secretary and uh, she was a lot better at the job. I'll give her that than Corinne Jean-Pierre. They both lie every day, all day. It's what they have to do if you're a spokesman for the Biden administration. But she left the White House to go work for MSNBC. She promised at the time to be, you know, a journalist. The last thing Jen Psaki is, is a journalist. She has gone to MSNBC, and now she's a bigger partisan hack than she ever was when she worked for the White House. She's making more money. I'm sure she's putting in fewer hours, but she is still there to serve the regime. That's what she is, even by those standards. And she's done a lot of these pathetic interviews, just sucking up the Democrats, just you know, uh, uh, advancing their propaganda, their lies. This is a new low. She speaks this weekend to Jim Comey, former FBI uh, director, disgraced 
corrupt FBI director. And uh, she talks about his new novel, which I'm sure is a page turner. (laughs) (laughs) By all accounts, it is a piece of garbage. Matt Taibbi has a great review of it, calls it like he said, it's, it's somewhere between reading this book is somewhere between getting dental surgery and seeing a a fawn, a dying fawn on the side of the highway after getting hit by a car, struggle for life. That's what it's like reading this book. I'm not sure who's going to read the book, but God knows he's going to get plenty of publicity. I'm sure the New York Times will fudge the numbers and say it's a bestseller. They love the guy. An absolute criminal, Jim Comey. A corrupt, partisan hack. So he's out pushing the book. His, his thing is to like dress cash, man. He wears his jackets and these t-shirts and thinks he's cool. And it's, you know, some mystery with, I don't even know. I've, I've seen him interviewed three or four times and think of this. So this, this guy was the FBI director, the new FBI director, Christopher Ray, just as corrupt, just as slimy as he is, is today meeting with James Comer, the house oversight committee, to show him this document that alleges Joe Biden took bribes, took a bribe for $5 million from a foreign country, an adversary of the United States. I don't know. I'd call that kind of explosive, kind of a big deal. Now, Ray has had this document for, I I think, a couple of years now. He's had it for years. They've sat on it. They are covering for Joe Biden. It's what they do. It's kind of why, what, the, the whole purpose of the FBI is, as we learned from the uh, Twitter files, that the FBI was working hand in glove with Twitter and Facebook to suppress speech from uh, people they didn't like, conservatives, Republicans, and to help Joe Biden, the Biden campaign, when the Hunter, Hunter Biden laptop story broke. They coordinated with big tech, as we know. They paid big tech. They paid Twitter $3.5 million of taxpayer money to do their bidding. They succeeded. They got the laptop story suppressed. They lied about it. They coordinated with uh, 51 intelligence folks to lie and say it was Russian disinformation when they knew it wasn't. The the FBI had the laptop for two years. They knew it was legit. They lied to get Joe Biden elected. They succeeded. Hey, whatever it takes. They got their guy elected. And now (laughs) James Comey, in perhaps the single most, I don't know, brazen a statement I think I've ever heard is asked about the upcoming election. And he, by the way, he's supposed to be nonpartisan. He was the FBI director. He's not supposed to be political, which uh, is, is, is one thing. It's quite another to be this political. I mean, this is just a, just a craven political swamp creature. Um, do we have the cut here where he talks about, um, why Joe? Why it can't be Donald Trump? We cannot have Donald Trump back in the White House. This is amazing, and the the and the how little pushback you get from Jen Psaki. By the way, I've seen him interview three or four times. Nobody's asked him about the document that Chris Ray is hiding that shows Joe Biden took a bribe, took a payoff when he was vice president. Doesn't come up. <laughs> you wouldn't think to ask the director of the FBI the last one, about the new one who's hiding a document to protect the president. Nah, that didn't come up. But, you know, you want to talk about your page-turner, your must-read, stay-up-all-night thriller? We're here for you, Jim, Jimbo. But listen to this scummy, sleazy, creepy, deep-state swamp creature. Listen to him talk about what we need in the next election. Go ahead. You said that Trump poses a near existential threat to the rule of law. And and this is something similar language that I hear privately from national security officials, some people you and I both know who will say this privately about what a second term could mean. But tell me a little bit about the specifics of what he could try to do. What do you mean by that? Well, think about what four years of a retribution presidency might look like. He could order the investigation and prosecution of individuals who he sees as enemies. I'm sure I'm on the enemies list. 
because the president constitutionally does oversee the executive branch entirely, which includes the Department of Justice, prosecutors and investigators. And so he could commission direct that individuals be pursued. He could also direct all kinds of other conduct that people would maybe take to court to try to stop. But who enforces court orders? Mm -hmm. Mostly the United States Marshals Service, which is in part of the executive branch and reports to the president. And so President Trump could say, I don't care what the Supreme Court says or these district judges say. I'm telling the Marshals Service, don't enforce the court order. And so our Constitution really does give a rogue president, which is what this would be, tremendous power to destroy. And so that's why I'm trying to warn people, given the way he said he intends to operate if he's reelected, this will be something we could never have imagined. Again, it seems like science fiction in a way, but it's what another four years of Donald Trump really promises, which is why people criticize CNN for their town hall. I want the American people to stare at the threat that we're facing and understand that they cannot take the next election off. That, that, that is unbelievable. Without irony, without pushback, he says uh, that the president could be uh, it could be four years of a retribution presidency where he'd order the investigation and prosecution of individuals he sees as enemies. Gee, what would that look like? Let me just try to imagine what that would look like. Oh, I don't know. It would look like a lot like what we are living under right now, which we have lived under for the last two and a half years. I mean, we've talked about this every day for two and a half years. They have put their political enemies in jail. Uh, with you, I mean, you name it, Roger Stone, Peter Navarro. How about January 6th defendants? Guys who didn't enter the Capitol getting 18 years in prison. Um, people, whatever, Jacob Chansley getting 41 months for strolling, sightseeing in the Capitol. Those are political enemies of Joe Biden and they are being treated much differently from friends of Joe. Um, I, I, I mean, I use the example all the time of the two lawyers, the Antifa lawyers in New York who firebombed a police car. They got, I forget what the initial sentence was, like five years. The Biden administration stepped in and they got their sentences lowered to one year. The guy who burned the police station to the ground in Minneapolis got four years. Four years. Stuart Rhodes, ahead of the Oath Keepers, or is it the uh, Proud Boys? I get them mixed up. They're enemies of Joe Biden. Got 18 years for text messages. There's a guy who makes memes, Douglas Mackey, m- mocking Hillary Clinton. He's facing 10 years. He's already been convicted. He's, still, he's looking at 10 years for making memes. This is what we're living through now, exactly what he just described. Now, I would agree that Trump is going to be, it's going to be a retribution presidency. He's going to settle some scores if he wins. That's why people support him. That's his greatest uh, promise on the campaign trail is I will make this right. They know what they did to Trump. Every one of his supporters knows it was unfair. It was un-American. The two impeachments were both a joke. The whole Russia hoax led by this scumbag was a a joke. The people know it. The the raid on Mar-a-Lago where no one raided Joe Biden's beachfront mansion or his office in Chinatown or his uh, Penn Biden Center, his money laundering operation in D.C. No one raided them. They raided Trump, which was very secure with lots of Secret Service, two different de- two different systems of justice because of this sleazebag right here. And he has the gall to say we can't have a president who's bent on retribution, who on, on jailing his political enemies. We got that. Oh, God, I hate this man. I absolutely hate this man. He is just the worst. Uh, what else we got from from this creep? Uh, this is him telling us who he'd vote for. Oh, good, yeah. This is the uh, non-political FBI director <clears throat> telling you what he's going to do when he enters the uh, voting booth in, uh, what it'll be, two years. Go ahead. You're a Republican most of your life, uh, but voted for, and you may still consider yourself one, but voted for Biden in 2020. Do you intend to vote for him again, or is there anyone on the Republican side you might consider if it's not Trump? It has to be Joe Biden, and, and I'm glad he's willing to serve. It has to be somebody 
committed to the rule of law, committed to the values of this country. And I, I'm not talking about policy. People can disagree about policy. There are things above those disagreements that all of us should think about the same way. The president must be someone who abides the law in our constitution. And there's no one else but Joe Biden. Oh, my God. I cannot believe he said that with a straight face. No pushback from that liar peppermint patty there. That is that is unbelievable. And you know what? He won't go on with anyone who might ask him tough questions. It won't happen. Never. He'll it'll, it'll just he'll just continue to go on. You know, Morning Joe and Anderson Cooper, and they'll continue to just fillet him. God, is that uh, maddening? But uh, all right, I, I know there's more to, more to that interview. But and and he's on a book tour, and he's doing that whole thing all over the place, and nobody pushes back. He's a he he spearheaded the attempted coup or the attempted uh, uh, the, the 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 scandal to stop Trump in 2016 and get Hillary elected. Didn't pursue charges on Hillary for uh, for obstructing justice and uh, made up ran with the whole fake Russia thing. The old uh, lie they lied on the FISA application to get uh, wiretaps to spy on Trump. That was that guy. And now he sits there and says, we need a president who respects the rule of law. All right. All right. Before, all right, before we want to do, let's uh, we got to get to Trump's stupid post. There's one of those every day now, but this one was particularly stupid, 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 stupid. And we'll get to Megyn Kelly's great rant. And, uh, Ooh, Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd is out. Chuck Todd announced he's quitting to, you know, spend more time with his family. Sure, yeah, the ratings had nothing to do with it, Chucky boy. It was just you wanting to spend time with your family. Well, that's good to see. He is, he, he's, he's right there with Comey as the uh, ultimate scumbag swamp creature, and he's out. We'll get to that. And... Good game, the NBA Finals. I'm into this now. I'm into the NBA Finals. Ironhead's bummed out. His dog died, and he lost a bet last night. I did. But I don't remember a player I enjoy watching as much as Nikola Jokic. I'm glad the Heat evened it up. I'd love to see a seven-game series. Love when these uh, games go down to the wire. It was very entertaining, but uh, we'll get to that and lots more. But first, the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 350,000 already sold, you know it works. Any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more are no match. The powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. Best of all, no filters to buy over and over again, saving you real money. Start enjoying your home again and get several Eden Pure Thunderstorms. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm free pack for home hole protection. You get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, family room, kitchen, anywhere you need clean, fresh air. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code JERRY to save $200. That's G-E-R-R-Y. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Jerry. Shipping is free. All right, huge weekend for a uh, huge few days, I will say, for sanity in this country. The, uh, the, the trans mob is not winning. The trans mob is on the run, and that's a good thing for decency, for uh, humanity. These people have gotten away with too much for too long. It is Pride Month, so they're feeling emboldened. And boy, there's just some insane scenes out there from the first weekend of Pride Month. Um, I've tweeted some of them out there. You like that one with the guy in the uh, the guys whipping the naked ass of another guy on a float in L.A. in their parade? Oh yeah, kids, kids, families everywhere, and he's giving his buddy a good whooping. Um, there's also this is a school. Where is this one? This school, just everybody is donned in, in rainbow colors and waving rainbow flags. The kids are what eight, ten years old. That girl, she's about six. Uh, and then there's the uh, booth in Boston. They had a festival for Pride, where uh, you could buy uh, family friendly, family friendly sex tools, sex toys, sex tools, sex toys. <laughs> same thing. 
<laughs> family friendly dildos. That's what I'm looking for this pride month. I got to get me, get me one of them. But, uh, um, this obviously gets, gets bigger every year. We got a, we got a day to celebrate people, fallen soldiers, men, brave men and women who gave their lives for this country. And we have a month to celebrate people who like to have sex with people who are the same sex. It's, it's important. We spend a month celebrating the most marginalized, most oppressed members of our society. This year, I feel things are changing. I feel a shift under our feet. There is pushback. People are tired of it. It ain't the L and the uh, G that people are tired of. It's the T. The T mob, the trans mob, as we know, the most ruthless, vicious, relentless, obnoxious mob of them all. They don't take well to push back, but they're getting it anyway. Uh, thanks to a couple of people. First of all, Elon Musk for uh, purchasing and uh, restoring free speech to Twitter. It's been a long battle, and it was raging last week when Musk, uh, when the guys at the Daily Wire, uh, led by Matt Walsh, who made the documentary What is a Woman? It's excellent. It's 90 minutes long. It's not violent. It's not graphic. It's not uh, dangerous unless you're bent on performing sex change operations on kids. Um, everyone should see it, as Elon Musk said. Every parent should see it to see what's going on behind the scenes, to, to, uh, into, to meet some of the people, the doctors, the therapists who are pushing this madness on children. But it's a documentary. It presents, presents a different side of the issue. There's no reason it should be censored. There's no reason it should be labeled. It's not hateful. It's not hate speech. But that doesn't stop the trans mob. You challenge them, man. You are uh, you are skating on. <laughs> you are swimming in dangerous waters, man. Targeted. Are vicious. So, uh, Daily Wire posts it. You can read all the the play by play. But originally, there were some there's some holdovers of Twitter that didn't want it to happen. They labeled it. They limited the reach. They limited the advertising. Uh, eventually, Musk stepped in, um, said it would be posted unedited, no labels for everybody's see for free. Two people, two of these weasels, quit. Uh, including the head of, what is it called, Truth and Safety or something, the head of uh, censorship at Twitter quit. Some other guy quit. That's two more of these snakes who have been uh, removed from Twitter, and that's a good thing. There's still saboteurs at Twitter, and Musk has owned it for whatever it's been, six, eight months. They still got saboteurs in the ranks. He's not through purging the place from these uh, of these authoritarian people. Uh, but this was good. This, this was a good thing. Get rid of these people. They posted it for free. Here's the latest, according to daily wire, they put uh, uh, some of the numbers up the, uh, let's see one. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Uh, um, one, uh, the, one year after its original release, that's right, they posted it last year, but you had to be a member or you had to have connections. I got to see it. Somebody shared it with me. It's excellent. It's it's funny. It's eye-opening. It's really good. You should see it. Um, it was released the other day for free on Twitter. Here's the latest. Uh, one year after its original release, what is a woman soared to new heights prompted by a Twitter premiere that featured a dramatic triumph over social media censorship. That is accurate. The tweet of the 90-minute film, um, which features Matt Walsh asking tough questions underlying the gender ideology movement, has amassed more than 170 million views since being posted uh, by Daily Wire on Thursday, the first day of Pride Month making it one of the most successful documentaries of all time. For for comparison, uh, 19.3 million people watched the finale of Game of Thrones, and President Joe Biden's most recent State of the Union drew 27 million people. Uh, This is more than Super Bowl. This is more than the finale of MASH. This is more than anything. Now, granted, it's on there on Twitter, people scrolling, they just click on it. Maybe they don't sit through the whole thing. But this is amazing exposure 
and it's happening on a website that suspended you permanently a year ago if you call Rachel Levine or Leah Thomas a man. That is progress, man. Free speech has triumphed, and they hate it. They hate it. Uh, Elon Musk is now, let me see, uh, he's been labeled a uh, homophobe, of course. Elon Musk uh, has been called a homophobe. Uh, Daily Beast has a story. Oh, this is a Huffington Post. It says, uh, oh, they call, of course, uh, what is a woman is a anti-trans video is what they're calling it. Um, Elon Musk tweeted, every parent should watch this. He said, quote, this is him tweeting to his 140 million followers. Consent, consenting adults should do whatever makes them happy, provided it does not harm others. But a child is not capable of consent, which is why we have laws protecting minors. That seems like common sense. That makes him America's leading homophobe. Uh, and the the uh, left wing, the groomers, they can't stand it. It's just the latest, a latest victory for uh, common sense and and for parents, because as I said, states around the country are making laws to stop boys from kicking ass in girls' sports and going in the girls' locker room and going in the showers like Leah Thomas did. Leah Thomas is another one, by the way, who's done great things exposing this. Obviously, he's a bully. He's a punk. Obviously, he was a mediocre men's swimmer, ranked 500 and something among men, decided to call himself a girl and kicked ass. And also, by many accounts, really enjoyed walking around naked in front of the girls, making them really uncomfortable. He's a piece of crap. And I'm glad he's being exposed for what he is. He's done wonders for this uh, this movement, this pushback. But all these... Uh, Websites uh, are calling, uh, call, are, are ripping into Musk. They can't stand it. They're saying there's hate speech on Twitter now. Yeah, hate speech saying uh, gender gender affirming care for minors is pure evil. That's from uh, Elon Musk. How many retweets and likes does he get on this one? Uh, had, that one's got almost 130,000 likes, uh, 18,000 retweets, <laughs> almost 1,000 quote tweets. That is a good tweet. Gender affirming care. That's the, the word, the term they use. It is a lie. Gender affirming care uh, is sex change surgery. I'm sorry. That's not affirming anything. Gender affirm. You don't need your gender affirmed. You know, your gender, you're born with your gender. There is no such thing as a trans child and everybody knows it. Elon Musk, he has a trans kid and, and he knows what, what, uh, what that entails, he knows the pressure from adults, these these freaks who are pushing kids to do these these ghoulish procedures and and pretend they can change their life, change their gender. It's just wrong. It's just insane. And people are waking up to it. And it's a wonderful thing. Let's get to uh, yeah. This is just a couple of weeks. Norway is banned child sex change surgeries, as has Finland, Sweden, and the UK. U.S., we're doing it incrementally state by state. There are still states which are, you know, gender-affirming care tourist places like California. You can go there without getting permission from your parents, and they will uh, lop off your private parts for you. That's perverse. That's sick. That's twisted. And uh, their uh, their numbers are dwindling. Uh, most part, common, you know, people are decent people are saying enough of this. Anyway... Megyn Kelly summed this up beautifully the other day on her show. She did a long monologue about her transformation. Um, she didn't change her gender. She changed her mind. She, she realized she'd been passive too long, just going along to get along. And now she's laying down the gauntlet. She is ready to fight back. And you know what? Matt Walsh has done amazing work. Lips of TikTok, Elon Musk. I have a feeling as this thing roils over the next two years during the campaign, I think Megyn Kelly is going to be a big voice and going to make a big difference in this debate. There are going to be lots of middle-aged white women who listen to this middle-aged white women and say, yeah, that's the way I feel. And they're going to have the guts finally to speak out of this insanity and protect their kids. That's what this is about, protecting their kids. As we've said many, many times, you want to go change, you know, change, wear a dress, 
grow your hair, change your name, go nuts. It's America. Leave the kids alone. They just can't do it. They just can't leave the kids alone. As we see in these parades, in these festivals, they want the children there. They want them exposed to it at the youngest possible age. They want to be in the schools and libraries reading to kids. Not, they don't want to go to nursing homes and read to old folks with uh, you know dementia. They want kids. That's important to them, and it's wrong. But let's listen to some of Megyn Kelly's just fabulous monologue on this uh, late last week. Go ahead. And then came Leah Thomas, an obvious male towering over his female competitors, crushing them in the pool by several body lengths. The spectacle of this swimmer ranked in the mid 500s as a male, annihilating women in race after race, heading to the NCAA finals where he emerged a champion was for many of us the last straw. The University of Pennsylvania female teammates who quietly objected were told they should seek therapy. Forced to share a locker room with an intact male whose social media posts, according to the Daily Wire, suggest he becomes sexually aroused by dressing like a woman, a common fetish among male to female trans people, the female swimmers were told, deal with it. Every instinctual alarm that went off about the dangers of sharing this vulnerable space with a man was stifled and rejected as bigoted by administrators who would never have to face these circumstances themselves. She's all fired up. She is good. And I don't even know if she's reading a teleprompter. She's good. I mean, she was great on TV. She did well on Fox when she's there. But now she's a good example of how people don't realize how the world has changed. I think it was the Washington Post couple of weeks ago, they were writing about the whole Tucker thing. And she talked, they talked about people who've just fallen off the map. And she said, once she left Fox, uh, you know, she's kind of you know, not really that relevant, not really relevant. She's got like the second or third biggest podcast in the country. She's has guests and she's dealing with important topics and she's breaking news. I'd say she's pretty relevant these days, but, uh, we got a couple more from Megan. This gets good. This builds, man. She is good at this. But uh, let's do the second one. Let's talk. Uh, let's. Uh, how long is this one? A uh, minute and 12. Let's do cut to. Go ahead. In New Zealand. Had she not been rushed out by police, she clearly would have been brutalized. And there I was, along with millions of others, watching and learning and finally seeing it. There is the harm. There's the harm. There is the harm. It is beyond time to stand up to the trans lobby that means to deprive women of their spaces and rights. To the men who pose as trans women to gain access to places like sorority houses, only to exploit the women who'd been strong-armed into welcoming them. To the men who grow their hair long, throw on a dress, pop on their TikTok filter, and then threaten to kill us if we object to them coming into our private spaces. To the mutilation of our children by money-driven doctors and the rape of our imprisoned sisters and the theft of our medals and opportunities to win. How can we stand up to any of this if we are complicit? How can we fight for facts if we participate in this fiction that a man can become a woman? Great. Well, she is good, man. And she's right. She's right. I mean, their their tactic is do all this, you know, grooming and sexualizing kids. And whatever. And if you speak up, you not only get labeled a homophobe, but we're coming for you. We'll threaten you. Matt Walsh says he has armed security in his house 24 hours a day. What he does takes real guts to take, to, to take on these people. And uh, they're dangerous. And as we saw at the Covenant shooting in Nashville, there, it it is scary challenging these these people. But uh, uh, there are more and more people doing it in numbers. I think a difference can be made here. But uh, let's listen to Megan wrap this all up. I recommend you listen to the whole thing. It's on uh, twenty minutes long. It's great. But uh, let's just listen to her big conclusion here. Go ahead. To the women and men who helped open my eyes, thank you. And I will single out one in particular, Ireland's Brand Dove, who at 14 years old wrote the poem 
I am not a dress, which perfectly captures what so many of us are feeling. I am not a dress to be worn on a whim. A man in a dress is nonetheless a him. Women are not simply what we wear. If this offends you, I do not care. I am not an idea in any man's mind. And my purpose in life is not to be kind. So while my rights are trampled every day of the week, I will not stand by being docile and meek. We are women. We are warriors of steel. Woman is something no man will ever feel. Woman is not a skill that any man can hone. Woman is our word, and it is ours alone. Then it fades out, and then she goes into her ad read, and that's how she ended it. Wow. That, that, that is excellent. It a is really 14 good. year old it, wrote that. God. That's crazy. A 14 year old. Those are the ones. And by the way, yeah, yeah the, the media is not going to introduce you to them, but there are no. some detransitioners out there, including Chloe Cole, who are making, who are traveling around speaking out. And it is powerful when you listen to what they went through, how they had one appointment with a doctor said they were confused about the gender and they scheduled the double mastectomy. And they're never the same again. They can't, and, and, and or boys, it's even sicker. Actually, there's nothing sicker than them t- trying to make a phallic thing out of a girl's arm. They ch- cut the flesh off their forearm and try to form a penis. And you know what? It's not, it doesn't work. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. The, t- the idea of telling a child, we can make you a penis because you're a tomboy. Watch, we'll just put you under and cut the flesh off your arm. And lo, look at, voila, you're a boy. I think there are two kinds of people. Like the people like Megan who are speaking out against that and people who have their ears and eyes shut and don't want to know the truth and just say, you know, I don't want to get involved. I know it's, it's, it's just too heavy. Just let them be. Let them do their thing. When those people open their eyes and their ears and listen to someone like Maggie, Megan or watch What is a Woman or listen to Chloe Cole or Billboard Chris, they go, holy crap, they're actually doing that. They're screwing these kids up for life. They become permanent patients. They become, they, 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 they need medication and doctor's visits for the rest of their life. It is huge money for the, for the medical industry for the pharmaceutical industry, which is why they don't want to really bring it up. But when you stop and think about it, a kid sits down with a doctor, says he's confused, he's feeling like a girl or whatever, doesn't like sports or likes to play with dolls, and they say, here, you'll feel better. We'll remove your sexual organs, and you'll never know the pleasure of sex. You'll never know the pleasure of having a, having a child of your own. Uh, a natural born child of your own. You'll never be able to live like that ever again. And the kid's 14, just madness. And I'm glad people are waking up to it. (sighs) Speaking of madness, we got to get to Trump. We got to get to Trump's dumb tweet of the weekend. But first, did you know that over the last 10 years, the inflation rate has risen 300%. That's right. 300%. It's now at a 40 year high. When inflation is out of control, it's gold that comes to the rescue. Gold also protects you against rising interest rates, the devaluation of the dollar, and a recession. Protect your savings and insure yourself against a volatile market with the only asset that rises when the economy falters, gold. Gold is so popular, central banks are stockpiling it at the fastest pace ever in recorded history. Just ask my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold, the one universal currency that always retains its value. Allegiance Gold possesses the highest ratings in the industry, five stars with TrustLink, a AAA rating with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. For added peace of mind, you can even opt to have your gold delivered securely right to your front door. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithgoldnow.com today or give them a call at 844-790-9191. Ensure your future financial stability with the company that consumers trust, Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithgoldnow.com or call 844-790-9191. Uh, you know, if any other presidential candidate did this, you'd say... 
God, that's like a game changer. What an idiot. But it's Trump. He gets to do things others don't for good reason. That's just the way he is. He's a rogue. He's his own man. You don't question whether he's listening to advisors. Uh, this is from the New York Post over the weekend. There's, there's the tweet. Congratulations to Kim Jong-un. He, Trump offered a hearty congratulations to Kim Jong-un after, the, after North Korea's admission to the World Health Organization's executive board. Ah, the move immediately drew waves of criticism from Republicans. Kim Jong-un starves his own people. It's a total farce that North Korea has a leading role at the World Health Organization, said Nikki Haley. Uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp said, taking our country back from Joe Biden does not start with congratulating North Korea's murderous dictator, everybody. Ron DeSantis chimed in. Uh, I was surprised to see that, said DeSantis when asked about it. Uh, and Mike Pence took shots at his former boss. Here's the, here's a story. I'm just going to read this story. To, to, I mean, honest to God, why you're congratulating Kim Jong Un, a murderous dictator? We kind of know that. I know he, Trump takes pride in getting along with him and says it'll prevent nuclear war, and that's a good thing. But you really have to congratulate him. Good question by Robert on the con- uh, comment line. Says I wonder how Otto Warmbier's parents thought he was tortured and murdered by Kim Jong Un. An American kid, college kid. I, I, I don't think the warm beers are ready to congratulate Kim Jong-un. It, it, this is nuts. First of all, he's getting into the World Health Organization, which is a corrupt organization taking billions of dollars from the U.S. And, and you know, how'd they do during COVID? Secondly, it's Kim Jong-un. This isn't some marginal figure. This guy's evil. Uh, just as a, another uh, reminder, this is from the... Uh, uh, New York Post from a couple days ago, before he congratulated Kim Jong-un. A two-year-old North Korean was sentenced to life in prison after officials found a Bible in the toddler's parents' possession as the totalitarian, totalitarian regime continued to execute and torture religious worshipers. As many as 70,000 Christians are imprisoned in North Korea according to a new International Religious Freedom Report by the U.S. State Department. People caught with a copy of the Bible face the death penalty, while families, including children, are sentenced to life in prison. A two-year-old was sentenced to life in prison by this monster because his parents had a Bible. And our uh, 45th president congratulates him. Okay. Again, as Ironhead says, at least we know he's tweeting his own stuff, posting his own stuff. Nobody, no advisor, no lawyer, no friend would ever allow such a stupid tweet. But, hey, Trump and his supporters, the real MAGA, hardcore MAGA Trumpkins will say, hey, he gets along. It's good for world peace. Keeps us out of war. That is good, but there's limits to everything. Now, this was kind of funny. This is Donald Trump. Posting on True Social, it's just uh, DeSantis riding a rhino. It's stupid. By the way, do you see how often Trumpkins, Trump campaign, Trump's war room gets community noted on Twitter? Half the time they post this community notes um, debunking what they claim. I'm not sure making claiming uh, DeSantis is a rhino works. I mean, what does he do that's rhino? He's The last thing he is is a rhino. He's to the right of Trump on almost every issue. He ain't Mitt Romney. That's not going to work. But uh, DeSantis hasn't seen much of a bounce in the polls yet. But, you know, keep as long as Trump has the phone in his hand and he's posting, there's always hope for his opponents in the uh, Republican primary. We'll see how that goes. All right, we don't have time to do Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill wants 50. What does she want, $100 million? She wants... An African-American to get $100 million right, because right. of yeah, Jamel Hill could be the single most race-obsessed person in the media who's made a fortune hustling race grievance. She now has a uh, podcast I don't think anyone's ever listened to, and she wants to know why a black person doesn't get as much money as Joe Rogan. 
Um, I, I guess because they don't they don't have as many listeners because they don't generate as much revenue, Jamel. Maybe you should have learned that like in high school economics. But uh, as you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to SheaConcrete.com. All right, before we go, great NBA game. Um. Ironhead lost. What was your bet? You bet on a triple-double for uh, the big guy? I needed him to have 11 assists to complete my parlay, which had, like, Gabe Vincent three threes, uh, yeah, Butler yeah, six assists. Can you just bet oh, on a game sometimes? Just bet yeah. on the game. The money, the money's in the parlay if it hits. I would have bet on the uh, I would have bet on the Nuggets again last night. They're better. They're deeper. They were home. They won game one. They hadn't lost at home. Miami is – I don't think I can't think of a team that has shown more heart and guts and fight. A team that is better coached than the Miami Heat, the eight seed, the lowest scoring team in the NBA, wins on the road in Denver against a far superior team. They have a great coach, and they have a great leader in Jimmy Butler, and they have all these role players, all these undrafted role players who are just knocking down shots and stepping up. You always hear people that don't like pay attention or really want to read about it. They always, especially with hockey, but in sports, people will always just say, Oh, they got to step it up. They got to, you know, they got to bring it next game. They just, they didn't match the intensity. It's all, you know, non-tangible nonsense. In this case, it applies. Miami is just better coached. They play their asses off and they come through in the clutch. They're not that good. They have no business being tied in the NBA Finals. I don't think they're going to win the series because Denver is better and has the best player by far. I don't remember a player I enjoyed watching as much as Nikola Jokic. He just sees everything. He is absolutely birdian, bird-esque in the way he sees the floor and distributes the ball. And all the idiots after the game were saying, yeah, but he only had four assists. He had 41 points. He, he only had four assists because his teammates didn't finish and because they were covered. So he scored. If he had 30 points and 10 assists, would that make you happy? He said he had 41 points and four assists. He controlled the game as much as a one guy can. It's amazing watching him take the ball up. How about when he went around the back? He dribbled around his back past Bam. I, I, I mean, Adebayo. Adebayo, who's a great defender, by the way. Tough guy, playing his ass off. Had a great game. And uh, he's making him work for it. But Jokic is just a beast. He is fun to watch. He will prevail in this series. I hope it goes seven. I'm okay with that. I don't I don't hate the heat, but I like, I like watching Denver. And if it goes seven, it's really intense. It goes down to the wire in Denver. I'd be okay with that. But. Miami in game one was getting eight and a half. Game two, they were getting seven and a half. Game three, they're getting two and a half. <laughs> They're two and a half point underdogs at home. Yeah. Wow. The Heat, in this one postseason, the Heat have won seven times when trailing by 10 points or more in a game. That's the record. They've done it twice. It's happened four times. The Heat have done it twice, both times under Spolstra. Uh, they've come back from double digit deficits to win seven times in one postseason. That is an indicator that they got guts. I'm not sure guts is enough, but they got guts. Uh, anyway, that will do it. Leave it. We'll leave it there. My condolences, Ironhead, to FUD. 
Fud Oconee will not be coming down for breakfast today. It's sad, but uh, I think your kids deserve another dog. I think I'm going to find you one. Okay. Can, okay. Can you, at least will you listen if I find you a dog? I'll listen. I'll definitely a listen. A good mutt. Maybe show it to your wife. Maybe show it to your seven-year-old. Yeah, see what they think. Then it's over. Then the, once the kids find out you're looking. Because you know what else you can do? You can visit the dog at a foster home and uh, see whether you like them before you take them home. Plus, they're much cheaper, and they won't eat your kids. So we're going to get you a mutt. <laughs> he didn't eat my kids. He protected my kids. We're going to get you a mutt, but I know it's tough. My condolences. I hope everybody is holding up okay. And now you got to pick up all that food you drop on the floor. I, had I know. No more, leave, no more leaving it for the fudster. But yeah. All right, that'll do it for today. Tomorrow we'll, we'll be talking about this document proving Joe Biden took bribes. James Comer gets to see it today along with that sleazebag Chris Ray. That'll be good. But uh, that'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com listen.